What is up? Welcome to the Jones on the Lens podcast. My name is Seth Jones, and I don't know exactly what I'm doing. Um, I have been a part of a podcast community, uh, several different podcast community. I don't know if even community is the right way to put it, but uh, I've been a part of several podcasts. I'm actively a part of the Nerf Herders Assemble podcast. If you want to check that out, you can find us at Nerf Herders Assemble on YouTube, all sorts of stuff. Talk about nerdy stuff, talk about pop culture, talk about entertainment and movie news, but don't spend a whole hell of a lot of time talking about what I mainly do, and that's photography. I do photography. I'm a musician. I, I love the arts. I'm into that stuff all the time, and it is my main ambition in the world. And uh, yeah, I've got some opinions on some shit. And honestly, there's a lot of weirdness going on in the photography community right now, uh, specifically around like Instagram versus Vero. So we're going to talk about that kind of stuff. But first, uh, some background. Uh, so I have been a I've been a musician for as long as I can remember, and uh, I only start there because it is directly because of uh, my time in music that I actually got into photography in the first place. Um, so I started out with concert photography after leaving a band um, that wasn't necessarily, uh, I mean, you have projects that work, you have projects that don't work, uh, and it's ancient history at this point, honestly. But, um, man, what was that, three, four years ago or something like that? I want to say three. I want to say three years ago at this point, but who fucking knows anymore? I don't even, I don't even know. It's been a while, but I got into concert photography because every musician that I know and have ever known has the exact same problem that I had as a musician. It's like, we're broke. We spend all our money on equipment or renting out studio time or rehearsal spaces or just uh, other irresponsible purchases. Um, so yeah. I, uh, I wanted to provide a service. I wanted to be helpful in the local community. And so I started out with concert photography. I would just run out to shows, run out to local shows, take photos, post them up, uh, send them to the musicians. Like I, like I threw a watermark on it first, but I mean, even that kind of became disingenuous after a certain point, but like, I didn't, I didn't charge for any of this stuff. I, I like, I'm certainly not going to shy away from taking tips for any of the stuff that I did, but I wanted to make it accessible for these musicians to have some content to keep updating because one of my primary uh, philosophies around the music industry was that the internet is your main stage now. Uh, and I, I really don't feel like that's up for debate. That might be a future episode. Who knows? But uh, I mean, it's very true for the photography and video world, but uh, the big, the big point was, Hey, you guys need to be constantly creating content. You need to constantly be creating video, constantly getting photos out there. And that's expensive. I mean, most of the photographers around the area will charge you a pretty hefty fee for doing that. And then you don't know how much, uh, how long you're actually going to be able to drag that out, how many photos you're going to get. And uh, I was also just getting started out. Like I had a knack for it, or at least I was told, um, but I was just getting started. I was basically building a portfolio inadvertently. Like I wasn't pursuing photography at that point in time. I was actually still trying to be a mainstay in the music, in the music community around here. And so it wasn't really my main ambition, but it, like as time passed, I realized that I was having a hell of a lot more fun, uh, actually like being that part of the music community and taking photos than I was like trying to chase down, uh, being in different projects and trying to like organize all of that at the same time. And, and so photography slowly kind of like took over my musical passions. 
And I did, uh, I did an episode of a, of a previous podcast where I talked about like, kind of like your passion shifting in the world. And, uh, it was, it was a really weird moment. It was a weird time, but like, sometimes you just aren't as into shit anymore. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm a musician at heart. Uh, like I'm, I'm never going to be able to drop that. I've got like, man, it's ridiculous. Like like, the the way that I split up my, my financial insecurity and, uh, irresponsibility, uh, I mean, if you, if you look around the studio space that I'm in right now, which is basically just my basement, but like you could, if somebody walked down here, they'd be like, Oh, he's not a photographer. He's a musician. Like that's clear. Um, I'm a little bit more, uh, more upfront about that as far as what's on display, but photography, it did, it took over. It, it really took over and I'm, and I'm not unhappy about that. Like it was a great time and it's still a great time, but I shifted away from concert photography after a, sh- after a period. And, and I got more into like creative arts and sort of creating like offense stuff, started shooting with models, started doing more portrait photography and, uh, and yeah, it was a good time. And it's, that's kind of what I've been doing ever since. And, uh, and it's been a couple of years. I want to say that it's been, uh, I want to say that it's been, it's almost been three years since I started shooting with models almost exclusively. I'll still do a band session every now and then, but it, uh, it got kind of rare. And, um, one of the thing that's been consistent ever since I started focusing on photography in any capacity is social media again, being the main stage. I mean, that is your only stage. Like I, I know that there are physical galleries that you can go to that, people still patronize, uh, not nearly at the rate that they, that I would like them to, or that would be sustainable without social media. Uh, I'm well, I guess without social media, it would be the only thing. So it probably wouldn't be that big a deal, but, um, regardless, the internet is the main place for your photography work to get anywhere. And I would say, absolutely. You need to have a website up, which I do. You can find that at Jones on And, uh, your social media needs to be on point. You need to be, you need to be throwing out to a bunch of different places. Now I will be the first to admit that I slack as I I slack like fucking crazy when it comes to social media. I'm terrible at it. I I've never been good at it. And, uh, and that's a problem. Uh, especially it, it starts to sound really hypocritical when you hear me talking about how important it is to post to social media. Um, I mean, it absolutely is hypocritical. It's, it's to that degree, but, I'm, I'm trying to get better. I'm trying to work on it. And part of uh, my problem is not having enough content to be continuously consistent. And uh, that's part of where this podcast is going to come into play. You might actually be listening to, uh, you might actually listen to a clip as a part of a reel or a TikTok or something like that. I'm not entirely sure what I'm going to do as far as like the video side of this goes, but creating different forms of content content, like, and, and the recent push for video has not gone on notice, but you know what? We're going to jump right into that. That's kind of one of my beefs right now. That's one of my biggest problems right now is that there has been a major push on all the social media platforms towards long form, uh, not, not even long form towards short form video. Like with the explosion of TikTok, inevitably we were going to start to see some, uh, modes of competition from the other social media giants, Facebook, Instagram, uh, YouTube, uh, I, I'm not going to count Twitter in that because Twitter sort of stayed in their own niche as it were like, like you don't really see Twitter jumping on the bandwagon for pushing people towards short form video. They're like, Hey, 
Uh, we're going to stick to 140 characters, which I don't even think is the limit anymore. I think it's like 200 something now. Um, and that's going to be about it, which, uh, seems to work for them. Like it, it works for them and, uh, they're sticking to it and it, and it's, and it's continued to work other, other than some like weird scandals around Elon Musk buying them up. Twitter's doing just fine. Twitter and, and they haven't changed a damn thing. They're like, you know what? This is what we do. And that is what I wish Instagram would do. Instagram used to be the spot for photographers. Now, uh, in the last three years, honestly, I feel like I missed the golden age for photography on Instagram. Uh, I don't believe that I was on board early enough uh, at that point in time. I, I was still in the music world as far as all that stuff was being pushed, and, and, and it wasn't working out great for me then because Instagram, I think, has gone through probably the most changes as far as how they get their content out to their users or get your content out to their users. Trying to keep up with the algorithm is is kind of like keeping up with a piece of uh, machinery that's manual changes every other fucking day. Like there's, there's just, there's, there's no keeping up with it. And it, it, it really gets irritating to a point where I can absolutely understand this most recent push for photographers jumping over to Vero. Uh, Vero is an interesting beast and I've, I've made the jump myself. Like I'm posting over there. I'm trying to keep it consistent. It's actually really nice, but only because I have a backlog of photos that Vero hasn't seen. And so for some of these photos, it's actually starting to feel like it's, it's basically the same thing all over again, uh, or it's brand new all over again. Um, now that's going to wear off super fast. Like if, uh, if I'm consistent on Vero and, and I gain up a following, inevitably some people are going to check out my other social media platforms and they're going to see, I was like, wow, he's posting stuff. That's super crazy old. So th- that can't be an excuse for, um, a lack of consistency on any of the other platforms by any means, but it is kind of nice to see sort of a new jump, seeing some new faces, getting maybe a better chance at uh, getting a little bit more exposure to a new audience. But there's a problem there is because Vero does not have a huge audience. So these are one of the like we've got some pros, we got some cons. Uh, but the big the big con is is that it is a it is incredibly small. Uh, there, there's not a huge user count here. And honestly, it was really tough trying to track down a site that was actually up to date on where this was at. Um, one of the biggest problems that I ran into was that everything that every news article that was talking about Vero was from its, uh, its initial launch back in like 2018. And obviously that's not up to date. That's a problem. Uh, and also I don't even know if that would be, if they had had consistent growth from then, because from what I remember when Vero got started, um, I actually found out about it through Zack Snyder because he seemed to be making a big push for it. And, uh, and it, and it appears that he's still one of like their featured users, um, <laughs> which is, uh, not terribly surprising, uh, because they don't have a whole lot of, uh, celebrity users on there right now. Um, the biggest push recently for the photography community in general was Peter McKinnon. Now, if you don't know who Peter McKinnon is, uh, I guess, I, I guess I'm slightly jealous. Uh, but at the same time, uh, if you're in the photography community, you're you, you you're very well aware of Peter McKinnon. I'm I'm sure at least if you're a Canon photographer, I don't know how you'd be able to get away from him. But uh, specifically towards uh, Vero, now there has been a push against Instagram for a long time. At this point, Instagram, especially around uh, the TikTok era. Uh, blowing up Instagram has really started to go downhill. Now I would argue that they were sort of losing it before 
Um, it, it like Instagram has tried to copy just about every social media uh, trend that has come out with their own proprietary level of technology, and it's just not working out. Uh, like you had Snapchat stories come out, and before long, Instagram stories was going to be there. Uh, live form, light live video was being pushed very heavily for a short for a short period back there, and then Instagram was like, you know what, we're gonna we're gonna make it live availability uh, live availability as well. And then IGTV came and disappeared almost immediately, but like it was vertical video and you could post long form video to Instagram, which was actually the most interesting out of everything that I saw um, with the with people primarily consuming their content on their phones. I was like, yeah, it would be nice to have vertical video uh, be kind of like a mainstay, but it goes against everything that I know about uh, about being a videographer. Like I don't shoot in vertical Um but I mean, at this point, how do you avoid it? And then, of course, TikTok came around and then they released Instagram Reels and they're like, we're going to start pushing that now. So it's kind of like the jack of all trades, master of none paradox where it's like, yeah, if you want to try and do everything, you're going to be mediocre at all of them or you're going to be OK at all of them at best. It was like, And really, it sucks because Instagram was the spot to post photos. And again, I missed that golden age. Like back when I started posting photography to Instagram, I feel like the photography side of it was actually already dead. But I'm not the only person who felt that way. And we've had a big push from the photography community, specifically from YouTube and Instagram photographer, like famous photographers. Um, They've been making the push over to Vero. Now uh, I've got an account on Vero, and if you want to follow me there, I'm at I'm Jones on the Lens. I'm Jones on the Lens on every social media platform out there. Like it was lucky enough that nobody else chose that stupid name, um, so I've got that one on everything. Uh, I'm trying to be more active on Twitter. If you want to be a part of the conversation for this podcast, hit me up on Twitter. Absolutely, that'll be the spot where I'll actually be doing most of this. That's what it's catered to. That's what it's good at, and hopefully it sticks to that. Um, but I jumped over to Vero. Uh, it's got an interesting setup. Uh, and it's got what you would expect hashtags for, uh, for outreach, um, a bunch of different, uh, methods for actually putting your content out there. Uh, and they don't seem to, uh, prioritize anything over anything else, which is really nice because Vero doesn't do an algorithm. They give you the content from the people that you follow in chronological order. And then if you want to search, uh, if you want to explore, you can explore. It's completely separate from everything. Um, the, the thing that I like the most about it actually is, uh, what I'm actually scrolling through right now. So if you can hear me clicking or anything like that, that's what I'm doing. Uh, there's a desktop app. There's a dedicated desktop app, which is a huge win in there, which is a huge mark in their pro column. Uh, that is something that I like if Instagram had a desktop app, I I can only imagine how much harder it would have been for people to make the switch over here. Um, like it's, it's amazing. Like, like it's, it's a little buggy on the Vero side. Like, like they've got some work to do. Um, but I imagine that that's going to be something that they push quite a bit heavier now that they've gotten a little bit of attention, but that only matters if that attention sticks around. Uh, when you've got somebody blowing it up like this, it's like you, you'll have a small community jump over, but if the wide variety of people, like if, if a wider variety of people, not just photographers, don't come over, you're not going to see uh, a huge amount of growth support because like if they're not able to if they're not able to run ads, if they're not able to get sponsored posts or they're not able to get sponsored users, I don't know how they're going to survive because that's another thing that I see or don't see rather 
when I'm scrolling through my feed, I'm not seeing sponsored posts anywhere, which is something that everybody, I, I got to imagine, everybody's annoyed by on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, is seeing an ad that looks like a post that's normally, uh, that would normally show up in your feed. And, inevit- and inevitably, as soon as you find out that it's an ad, you're just pissed off, or at least that's how I feel about it. But I don't see any of that on Vero, at least on the desktop app that I'm scrolling through right now. If I opened up my phone and I ran through that, uh, I'm pretty sure it's the same way. Like, I don't have any recollection of seeing any ads on there, which makes me wonder how they're making money. How are they pushing through? How are they paying for this? Are they uh, like I I don't know how social media companies that don't run ads make money? Inevitably, if we see a big push towards the platform, we're probably going to see (laughs) we're probably going to start seeing some ads uh, and that'll be when people jump right jump ship right back out. Uh, because that's the thing. Like, I don't see Vero blowing up in popularity right now. Like, I, I, I don't foresee that. Um, back to the stats that I actually tried finding, uh, and it was actually really tough. I had to find an ad from PC Mag uh, that was actually going through the Vero review. They actually gave it four out of five, uh, which is cool. Social media, but the here's the here's the kicker: social media with all the art, none of the ads. Um, so if it grows any bigger, we're going to start seeing those ads, and then who knows what this review is going to drop down to. But this is PC Mag, like like I, like there's not a huge readership from the general community out there. I'm I'm absolutely a reader of PC Mag, and I love their content. But um, yeah, there's a problem. Uh, like their pros and cons are dead on actually here. Like so, their pros is highlights, videos, music, and other art. No ads, algorithms, or data collecting. Stylish interface lets you enjoy a large media database. Uh, very true. Uh, but honestly, the no algorithms is probably the biggest one on there. Uh, highlights, videos, music, and other art doesn't really, I mean, they don't really highlight it. That's just what people are posting to it. So that's what you're going to see. Um, the cons, relatively small community and less appealing to non-creators. And that is a big point. That is a big point. Less appealing to non-creators. It's like So if you're trying to create a creator community, say that five times fast. Uh, I mean, they've nailed it. They've, they've nailed that down, but kind of one of the biggest problems about the photography, the photography community that I've noticed is, uh, while there is a sense of community, there's also a sense of competition. And, uh, and I'm, I'm a victim of this myself, or I'm a perpetrator of this myself. I have found myself feeling the need to compete with other photographers, even in the area. And, uh, thankfully I don't really know how to do that. Um, but like that sense of competition is really just something that pushes you to get better. Like I'm not actively trying to like, like steal another photographer's ideas or something like that or anything like it's, it's not that kind of competition. It's more of a subliminal competition where it was like, you'll see somebody else's work and you immediately are like, okay, I want to, I want to do something that blows up more than that did. Um, which as long as it stays in the background and it doesn't make you spiteful towards other people, I call that healthy competition because you want to get better. Like you were then like, if you really wanted to look at it the way that I would like to is that you were then inspired to get better, which I think is a healthy way to look at it. Um, but you, you really only do that in a, uh, in a tight knit community because that's going to be like, you're going to want to compete with what is initially inside your circle of influence. And, uh, Vero is great for that. You've got a smaller, you've got a smaller community. Like as far as the actor, the instant, the number of users for Vero, uh, 
again, I was, I was having a really hard time finding that information and, and I'm still finding a hard time with that information. We're, we're in the millions. We're easily up in the millions. Um, but I, I have not been able to find any concrete numbers. Is there count nothing? Yeah, I got nothing. Um, that's kind of like the hardest, that's the hardest bit that I've been able to find. Whereas with Instagram, uh, we're in the billions. We're easily in the billions. As of 2022, there are, it's got an asterisk here, but this is from statistica.com. Uh, and in 2022, they have 1.28 billion users and they're uh, projecting 1.44 in 2025. Now, I don't, know about that um i'm feeling like instagram might be dropping off a little bit or it might taper it kind of depends it, it'll be really interesting like because like facebook and meta in general are actually facing uh a pretty big value loss which i can't really call a bad thing honestly zuck's got plenty of money doesn't need it to blow up quite you know, like, i don't think we need to see another 0.4 billion or another 0.2 billion users jumping over to the platform at this point. So when you think about that, that 0.2 billion would be 200 million more people jumping over in there. Um, but uh, like with with Vero, if you've got a small uh, photography community, that's great. But like if if all they're wanting to do is just eat each other, it's not going to be too helpful. Whereas on Instagram, there's so many people in there that it, it's hard to grow. It's hard for it's hard to be discovered. It's hard to find. It's hard to find new work because you're flooded and inundated with content. And, uh, and I don't really see because I don't see Vero blowing up, uh, to a point where that would actually like, they would even have a fraction of that problem. I, uh, I don't, ha I don't hold a lot of hope for it now. Like internally, yes, I want to, I want to have hope for myself being able to grow on a new platform. That'd be great. Uh, because inevitably I would be able to see that growth in other areas. Like that'd be more hits to my website. That'd be more hits to my other social media platforms. And who wouldn't want that? Uh, hopefully it would be more hits to this podcast. That'd be fucking awesome. But uh, at the same time, like if you grow, if we're going to grow too big and Vero becomes something that replaces Instagram, as far as the photography community goes, uh, does it grow up and turn into the exact same problem? Uh, I don't know. Like if we start seeing ads, that'll be an interesting thing. Like if we start seeing ads on Vero, that'll, it'll be really interesting to see if people jump ship at that point, because I know that that's going to be a big push for some people, but at the same time, there's going to be a lot of people that they try and follow on other social media platforms who are not making the jump over to Vero specifically in the celebrity world, because that is a powerhouse for Instagram is the amount of celebrities that are on there keeping up with that, which honestly don't do. I, I don't even know if I follow any like actual mainstream celebrities, maybe some star Wars, uh, or Marvel shit, but, uh, I don't know. That, that's a, that's a tough one. I don't really even want to look it up right now. I followed the rock for a little bit, but even that got annoying. Do you follow the rock? Is it, is it annoying to you? Like whenever, whenever I see celebrities posting on social media, like most of the time, um, like, well, first of all, if I see even the slightest complaint out of a celebrity, I get a little bit pissed off because it's like, you know what? Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck you and your perfect looking life and having even the slightest complaint. And it's like, first of all, I'm fucking broke over here and you made a gajillion dollars off of like your last movie performance. Don't get me wrong. I know it's a lot of work putting a movie together. I know it's a lot of work acting in a movie. 
but not $20 million worth of hard work. I don't fucking know about that. Um, I was like, I, 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 not, not enough, certainly not enough work for me to feel bad for you for making $20 million. I feel like you got paid pretty goddamn well for that. Um, but you know, let's, let's jump to a different level of celebrity because obviously a big chunk of the Instagram audience is going to be influencers. And, uh, I don't care. I don't care about influencers. If you identify as an influencer, I almost immediately don't care about you. Um, if I become an influencer, I, I, well, first of all, I already don't care about myself. So that works out great. Actually. Um, I, I don't have to jump into hypocrisy there. <laughs> the, uh, Instagram, uh, Vero being absent of any like major influencers. Now don't get me wrong. There's influencers in the photography community who already annoy the piss out of me that have made the jump over there and inevitably did a great job because their entire following base from mainly YouTube or Instagram actually followed them over there already. Um, but we need, we need fuel from somewhere like Vero needs to be fueled from somewhere. And like, if they're going to jump ship from anywhere, uh, Instagram's got the place to be. Um, as far as the other social media platforms, there was a push on Twitter also, uh, from the photography community. I saw that jump over, but that was a especially big for uh, the NFT community, which is honestly the most insufferable group of fuckwits I've ever seen in my life. Um, it's like, oh, hey, you, you want to buy a clip art looking photo of a monkey that's slightly altered for uh, a single like Ethereum coin, which is worth like a thousand dollars or something like that? Like ridiculous, ridiculous. It, it, like just... It reminded me, honestly, like it was a digital version of the Beanie Baby craze or the pop figure craze, which don't get me wrong. I fell into the fucking pop figure craze a little bit. Um, but the Beanie Baby one like that, th that seemed to be the most things like you guys are applying like this ridiculous amount of worth to a digital thing, to a digital thing. Uh, just just to say that you have it like that seemed to be the that really seemed to be the like the main the only claim that you could make around owning an NFT is that you have it. And, and, and maybe some other people did because like it, like there'd be one of one, I'm sure, but shit. Like if like, if you're doing it any other way and people are buying into that stuff with their digital currency, when it was impossible, like it was a real big fucking pain in the ass to actually, uh, turn like your, your digital currency into actual currency. Like that was tough. So, uh, like, I'm not entirely surprised that the, uh, I, I'm not at all surprised that Twitter didn't hold on to the photography community. I was like, cause if you could get through the, all the NFTs and all the porn that's on Twitter, uh, the only thing that you were really left with was fucking politics shit. And like, nobody really wants to get into that. Like that being said, I'm trying to grow on Twitter a little bit. That's where you can be a part of the conversation. Hit me up at Jones on the lens. Um, so yeah, I, I mean the social media landscape for photographers is fucking weird right now. Photographers don't really have a home and I know that Vero is making that push and that's what I've been talking about for this amount of time, but I don't see it yet. Like I don't see it yet. I want to, I want it to be there, but because I want it to be there, that's where my cautious optimism has to come into play. Like or not even optimism, cautious pessimism is really what's there. Uh, I know that sounds stupid, cynical, but like, I mean, that's real. Like Vero, blew up once already. Like it already blew up once. 
We had that big issue when it first came out in 2018. Everybody was just like, okay, this is going to be the Instagram killer. This is going to be the Twitter killer, or mainly the Instagram killer. And it didn't work. It didn't work. You, like they couldn't win people over. It was buggy as hell. I remember the shit out of that. And uh, yeah, it, 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 it failed. It, it didn't make it. It stuck around. It stuck around. Like I, my, my first few posts on my current Vero page are actually from back in that time. Like my first, yeah, like my first few posts, uh, March 6, 2018. And it was when I was, it's when I was in the band that I left to, pers- to start pursuing photography. <laughs> That was where that was where it came from, and then I had some guitar reworking that I was doing around the exact around the exact same time, uh, and so that was March seventh. Like that, like it, it, like that is the chronicle of the history of of my photography. Is that Vero got to see sort of like the last life that my music career had before I jumped into photography, and then immediately after that, I started posting some stuff specific. Like I, I had another post in February of 2021. So almost a year, almost three years later, I was like, Oh, Hey, we'll, we'll, we'll give it another go. And now we're, now we're on. And, and I had hope, like I had hope when I saw the video from Peter McKinnon that he made, like he made, he specifically made a couple videos actually calling Instagram out basically. And been like, Hey, you suck. Fix it. Um, but I, I honestly, I don't know how that's going to go. I don't, I don't know how much further that's going to go. I, I hope that it has the steam to run for a while, but we'll see. Uh, as far as the rest of the world goes, um, uh, the social media world, Facebook, I, I, I don't see Facebook growing as for a photography community at all. Honestly, whenever I, when I think of a photography community on Facebook, I just think about all of the fucking uh, live, laugh, love ladies who created, who took a couple pictures. Somebody told them they were good. They picked up a camera and they started posting uh, that they had a photography business. And before you knew it, they had all the cliches hit senior, senior portraits, family portraits, and sometimes weddings. Uh, That's what I think of the photography community on Facebook. Like that might be kind of harsh, but you know what? I'm, I'm tired of like, I'm tired of faking it. (laughs) Like, honestly, that's kind of a big part of it. Like I'm kind of tired of faking nice around the photography community. It's like some of you aren't photographers. Some people aren't photographers. And it's not because like you can't take a good photo. Like a lot of people can take a good photo. A lot of people can get fucking lucky taking a good photo. When I was getting started out, I was getting lucky a lot. And that's all it was. Like I didn't know the fundamentals. Like you have to learn those fundamentals. And I'm not trying to gatekeep right now either. That's just like the sheer facts of it. It was like some of you aren't photographers. It's like. It's like if I uh, if I tried calling my chef, myself a full on chef now, and I was just like, oh yeah, I I could I could be a I could be a critic. I could give you tips. I was like, Gordon Ramsay, don't you worry. Here, I've got something that can fix that fuck up that you just made. Like having that level of attitude when I was just getting started out in cooking. Like I hadn't gone through any education at all. Nothing. Like like it would be fucking madness. It would be absolute madness. It's like, it's like, oh, it's your, it's, it's your, it's your second favorite passion in the fucking world. I guess you're an expert now. It was like, that's what a lot of the photographers that I see on Facebook are. It's like, it was like, oh yeah, like I've, I've given up on anything else that I could do. Photography's easy. I'm just going to jump into this shit and people are going to pay like, and I had photos done by somebody who was like this. I never posted them. 
they don't know me personally, so I don't think they're ever going to figure this out. But my family actually had sat down and we had some portraits done fairly recently. And if they listen to this, uh, I mean, first of all, I know my mom's on board because she didn't like the shit either. But uh, drove all the way out to this studio uh, in the middle of nowhere. And this studio happened to be like part of a like a dog grooming place at the same time. And then some other dude was also using it as a garage. Like it was weird. It was a small town that that might explain it. Honestly enough. Um, Every single time I got a glance at the back of this woman's camera while I wasn't in the photo session that was actually being done. I was looking at it like, what the fuck are you doing? Is that the fucking framing that you're going to do? You're just going to fix that shit in post. Aren't you? That is that thing that annoys me more than fucking anything. Like, like you get that and you get that a lot in the music uh, world too. It's like, especially when you're recording in the studio, someone's like, Oh, don't worry about it. We'll fix it in post. No fucking don't fix it in post. Fix it now. Fix it now. Shit. Especially, especially in any like planned photo environment, photo fix it in post is not something that you should ever fucking do. It's like, and I, and I hate myself whenever it comes out. Like when I, when I don't notice something until afterwards and I have to fix it in post, it's like, no, I would have loved to have fixed that now, but it happens. It fucking happens. But when people go into it with that mentality that they're just going to be okay with fixing stuff in post, that's what pisses me off. And that's what I was seeing. Like the framing was off. It's clear that they were going to do some hard cropping on just about every single photo. And, and because the studio wasn't able to be set up properly because it wasn't a, it wasn't an actual photo photo studio. Like they were selling it to be. They were going to have to do some hard cropping on absolutely everything like because there were parts of the backdrop that were that, that were not that were in frame, but shouldn't be there were like she wasn't posing people properly. She was just it was like, all right, you stand here, you stand here, hitting the click and then hoping for the fucking best. That was what was going on. And, and then when we got the photos back, <laughs> like we got the photos back, I remember showing them to my wife and. And, uh, and man, she was pissed. She fucking hated them. Uh, and I haven't opened them since like they're sitting on a Google drive somewhere. They're just sitting in there. And then I remember my mom bringing it up and like, it was, it was, it was during a recent visit where I was really hope like not, not recent to now, like recent after the photo session had been done. And I was, I remember her bringing it up and just being like, please don't ask me how I thought they were. Please don't ask me how I thought they were. I was like, don't ask my opinion on these photos. Um, but sure enough, she did. She knows I'm into, fo- she knows I'm into photography. Uh, she likes my work. She's, she, she has some of my work. She has prints of some of my work, which is awesome. Um, <laughs> but sure enough, she fucking asked and I had to tell her, it was like, they really weren't good. They really weren't good. And it honestly, it was a huge relief to me when she was just like, oh man, thank goodness. Like she, like, she felt the same way. She was not happy with him. She was the one who paid for him because she wanted photos with every with the whole family. And, and it made me feel bad, but at the same time, it made me feel good that I wasn't the only one who felt that way. I don't know how uh, the rest of my family felt about it. I can't, like, honestly, I can't imagine that they could be happy about it, but that, that happens. Like that happens all the time. It was like, you've got photographers out there. Like I hear it all the time from the models that I work with. It's like, yeah, I was working with this one photographer. They like talked a big game and then they couldn't shoot it. They couldn't, they couldn't shoot a big game, which is sad like that's unfortunate uh i've got a football game in the background some dude just took a ball straight to the face uh, he might be unconscious god damn okay <laughs> i was like this must be an old game too it's like this whatever <laughs> i'm sorry i got distracted a little bit there um 
it it, it just it, it bugs me that you've got that fix it and post crowd and uh but like if you ask them about it they wouldn't say that they're a fix it and post crowd they'd say that they're like a photoshop expert or something like that and it's just not the case it's just not the case i feel like it's the same way when i was a musician like when you'd go to a local show and you'd hear somebody who didn't have their shit tight like they they weren't they weren't there yet and it's like or it might have been their first show and they haven't really gone they haven't really gotten there yet like on the one hand, you're like, all right, you know what? They're getting out there. Like they've got some work to do. Like you can look at it from that perspective. You'd be like, they've got some work to do, um, but they're up there. They're doing it. They're putting that work in. It's like, it's clear that they've worked on this before. Um, but then you'd also have those musicians out there who was like, you guys have been around for a while. What the fuck's going on? Like, why haven't you guys gotten this shit put together yet? It's like in the music industry, we call those hometown heroes. This is like, why aren't you guys bigger? Like, what, what do you, what do you, what aren't you guys doing? Like, or it's like, hey, this is embarrassing. You guys need to stop, or you need to fix some shit. You want to say that, you want to say it, but nobody does. Nobody does, and that's that leads into my biggest gripe. Uh, with I, I, I honestly, I think it's more of a, I think it's a societal thing now. Um, nobody wants to be known as the person who. Nobody wants to be known as a dick. Nobody wants to be the asshole. There are some people, there's some exceptions to that rule. Uh, like I absolutely understand. Um, but a lot of the time it's anonymous people behind a keyboard who are being assholes. It's like if you were, if you talk to them in person, they wouldn't near, they wouldn't be anywhere near that same person. But so, so I get that, but nobody, nobody truly wants to be known as an asshole. Like they, you know, like I don't want that as my legacy. Again, I'm sure there's exceptions to that rule, but I need to be optimistic for at least once in this episode. And it's like, yes, nobody wants to be an asshole. Nobody wants to be the person who has to tell a friend of theirs is like, hey, uh, your stuff's not good. It's like, and and I I don't like that. Like, I want somebody to actually be I want people to be honest with me. I've I've asked several people for like honest critiques, almost to a point where I have to ask them. It's like, hey, I need you to nitpick my shit real quick. Like, I need you to point out some stuff that you're seeing wrong because uh, I might not be seeing it or I am seeing it. And. I'm sick of other people telling me that it's amazing when I know that there's something wrong or I know that there's something that I, I, I couldn't get it fixed, but like sometimes done is better than perfect. That's absolutely true. But I, I, I still don't like that. It was like, I, I still don't like that. I want you to be able to point out, uh, like I want you to identify what I also see is wrong. So I know that there are people who are being honest with me about this stuff. Like I've got a few people on my list uh, of people who do support me um, who you have to take their support with a grain of salt. And that's a weird concept to think about, but like this, this particular person, I'm not going to name any names. They say, they say something is amazing to absolutely every post in the local community, like oh, unwavering support. And, and that's great. That's a great attitude. That's a great positive attitude. Like you do need uh, you do need hype people in that regard, but rather than saying that everything is amazing, say something is amazing to the stuff that's actually really good. And then just don't say anything at all to that person. Maybe like if you, to the person who didn't do a good job, it's like, cause that's actually really damaging. Like if somebody posts up a good photo, like if somebody posts up a bad photo or if somebody puts out a bad song or if somebody makes a bad meal, 
and you're the person who wants to remain positive. You don't want to crush their spirit. You don't want to like hinder their creativity or anything like that. So you just, you just lie to him. You just tell him it's amazing. It was like, well, if you're like, it's bad that you're lying to them because they're not going to believe that they need to improve at that point. They're going to think, Oh yeah, I fucking nailed this. Awesome. Like I'm going to keep doing it this way because this is obviously working. Also, alternatively, if you are telling this person that everything is amazing, when I get a comment from you, that's also saying that my work is amazing or that my food is amazing or that my song was amazing, but I've seen you posting up to absolutely everybody that everything is amazing. I'm going to take less stock in what you say. Like I'm going to, I'm going to be less happy about receiving your comment because now I'm going to think it was like, okay, well they either don't know what the fuck they're talking about or they're lying to me. Like that's damaging. That's, that's bad. Like it's, it's toxic positivity <laughs> as it were. Like that's a bad thing. It's like there are better ways to support people, especially if they're your friends. It's like, you have to be willing to you have to be willing to give constructive feedback every now and then and you don't have to do it publicly like that's not what i'm saying it's like if you want to give somebody like a good comment like if you want to like maybe tone it down maybe not everything's amazing but if you want to give somebody a good compliment to keep their to keep their uh to keep their hype up find something good about it find something good about it and comment on that and it's like don't point out the negatives but if you really want to be supportive, maybe point out a few things that you do notice that are that are off and you just can't get around it. And it's like some people aren't going to take it well. You might burn some bridges here. Like, I'm not going to lie. There are some people out there who are too fragile to take that shit. I have gotten some scathing reviews of my work when I asked for them. It was like when I asked people, it was like, hey, I need you to critique this. I need you to I need you to give me a review. Uh, nine times out of ten, it was another photographer. I was like, hey, man, I need you to tell me what's about, what's wrong about this. And I even got angry at their response. I was like, no, I asked for this. I can't get angry at it, but I did. And you get a little combative. But if I had given up at that point, I would argue that you weren't that I wasn't really that passionate about it. It was like if my creativity had been stunted at that point, I would argue you weren't quite there. Failure is a part of it or doing a bad job is a part of doing a good job. It was like, so if you're not going to get past that point, like if, you, if you're going to run into an issue where a single person gives you a negative comment and you're just like, well, I, I, this isn't me. This isn't for me. I'm not cut out for this. Like if you actually quit at that point, if you don't get back up from getting knocked back down, then you don't deserve to get back up. You don't deserve to get brought back up. It was like, it, it, it's, it's tough. Like, don't get me wrong. That is tough love but I haven't interacted with anybody who like, I haven't given any constructive criticism to somebody who I didn't feel like could handle it. Like, so I'm a part of that problem too, because again, I don't want to be the asshole either, but when it comes to my friends, like if they ask me my opinion on something, they know that I'm going to be honest about it. They know that I'm going to be honest about it. They know that I'm not going to just fucking stand there and jerk them off. And it's like, no, I'm going to, I'm going to tell you what I really think. It's like, especially if you ask me about photography or video stuff, if you ask me about food, like if you ask me about a meal, you meal you cooked and you want, it's like, cause I expect the same from you. Like I like expect the same from the other person. It's like, it's gotten to a point where just a little too molly coddling anymore. And it's like, like, Oh, I don't want them to feel bad. Like, uh, it was like, sometimes people need to fucking feel bad. Sometimes you need to fail. Sometimes you need to get knocked down. My, this podcast could go fucking nowhere. 
maybe I get some comments where people are like, dude, you're talking out of your ass. You're a fucking piece of shit. And they, you don't know what the hell you're talking about. I'm still going to fucking do it. I'm still going to do it. I hope that you tell me what you think I could do to fix it. Like, I, like, I hope it's not just it's like, oh, your podcast is ass. I was like, okay, tell me, tell me why. It's like, give me a reason why. It's like, cause if I agree with you, I was like, or if we can come to some sort of an agreement, it's like, great. Then you're, you're being helpful. You were being helpful by being, a, uh, maybe by being a little bit of a dick, but it was still helpful. Like I'm able to grow off of that. Like if you just comment your podcast is ass or your photo is ass or your food is ass, but you don't like say why, like you don't do anything else. That's also bad. It's like, it's like, it's not constructive. Like, you, you, like it needs to be helpful. But even if I, even if that's all the the criticism that I get, it's like I'm just gonna try harder. Like I'm not gonna like I'm not gonna win those people's approval by any means whatsoever. But my goal is to be to get less of those comments. That's how it should be. Like if you get some if you get negative feedback, you should be pushed to get less negative feedback on your next go. You're not gonna get no negative feedback. That like especially in the art world, art is crazy subjective, super subjective. And you're not going to be able to please everybody. There's absolutely no other way that you're going to be able to do that. But I've gotten, I, I will say that I've gotten plenty of valid criticisms for my work. I've gotten some scathing reviews. They were valid criticisms. And they were things that I could address. Like, especially in the lighting world. Lighting's tough. Lighting in the photography world is tough. Getting the light right is, it's, it's the most important thing. It's absolutely the most important thing in photography, in my opinion is uh, like other than having uh, other than like knowing the camera fundamentals, like outside of the camera work side of it, lighting is absolutely the most important. It's like you could, you could have somebody who shows up who's put absolutely zero effort into their look, into their outfit. Um, you could be in like, let's, let's go the opposite way. You could have somebody who's got the best makeup look, the best outfit, the, the, the best overall look in the fucking world. You could be in the greatest location on the fucking planet. You, it could be an absolutely beautiful location. But if you light it like shit, it's going to look like shit no matter what. Like So lighting is super important. And I get a little bit fired up when I talk about lighting because that was what I got shit on the most about. It's like, And that's what I shit on myself about the most. Like That's what I'm the most picky about when it comes to lighting now. And I, I still don't have it right. Like It's still not perfect. Like I still don't have, I still don't nail it every single time, uh, but you got to keep trying. Like you get knocked down, you got to get fucking back up. You got to get back up. And so even if I give, if I give somebody else some criticism, like I do want to throw a positive spin on it as best I can. It's like, hey man, uh, like let's let's make these adjustments to your lighting or uh, these video settings will make it so your slow mo doesn't look choppy. It's like, like like let's work on these angles here. And I was like, oh let's let's light you from this side. It's like the best that I can do. That'd be the best that I can do. Is is try and like present it on a way. It's like you also want to be a part of the solution. It's like so I'm gonna give you some constructive criticism, but let's also be a part of the solution. It's like I don't want to just I don't want to just hit and run, you know. But I think I've rambled on a little bit too long at this point. Yeah. Anyway, Vero is uh Vero's an interesting beast. We'll see what happens there. Um don't be don't be overly positive. Don't be unnecessarily positive. Like don't tell everybody everything's amazing because they're going to have a hard time believing you at that point. 
And uh, don't just go up to somebody and tell them that their shit is ass. Like, tell them how to fix it. Tell them what you would do to fix it. Like, if you guys disagree, then, well, at least you tried. At least you tried at that point. Yeah. I think that's a good place to end it. You know what? Normally, when I recorded something like this, I was just, uh, I would get self-conscious around the middle of it, and then I would leave. And I'm hitting that point, like, right now. Like, I'm hitting that point right now where I'm just like, I've, I've probably said something that's going to fuck this up. Like, I need to, I need to, I need to adjust or I would just delete the whole fucking thing. I'm not going to do that this time. So if you listen to this podcast, know that I made some sort of a personal victory here and I actually, uh, followed through on it. Um, my name's Seth. Uh, I'm Jones on the lens. Uh, this is the Jones on the lens podcast. Thank you for listening. Uh, I appreciate it. Thank you for listening. This is my first episode. We're diving right in. Um, you can find me at Jones on the lens on every social media platform out, almost every social media platform out there. I don't know what all of them are, but you can find me on Vero. You can find me on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook at Jones on the lens. Uh, you can find me this podcast on Spotify. Please hit follow, please hit follow this podcast or subscribe to it. I don't know what it is on Spotify. I can't remember, but so far it's only, uh, only going to be on Spotify. Uh, we'll try and branch out a little bit more. Um, I appreciate you for listening. Thanks a lot. I don't know how to sign off. Uh, Later. Bye.